Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to know what it's like to hang out with MS-13 in El Salvador? How the Russian mafia fought battles all over Brooklyn in the 1990s? Or what about that time I got lost in the Burmese jungle hunting the world's biggest meth lab? Or why the Japanese Yakuza have all those crazy dragon tattoos? I'm Sean Williams. And I'm Danny Golds. And we're the hosts of the Underworld Podcast. We're journalists that have traveled all over, reporting on dangerous people and places. And every week, we'll be bringing you a new story about organized crime from all over the world. We know this stuff because we've been there. We've seen it. And we've got the near misses and embarrassing tales to go with it. We'll mix in reporting with our own experiences in the field. And we'll throw in some bad jokes while we're at it. The Underworld Podcast explores the criminal underworlds that affect all of our lives, whether we know it or not. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos, The West Memphis Three and Fort George, The Citadel. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we focus on the controversial case of the West Memphis Three and mysterious hauntings at a historic military fort. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number 1. The West Memphis Three In 1993, three young boys were reported missing in West Arkansas. Steve Branch, Michael Moore, and Christopher Byers were 8-year-old second graders playing together on the afternoon of May 5th when they suddenly vanished. Neighbors saw the boys playing together at 6.30 p.m. before Terry Hobbs, Steve's stepfather, called them to come home. By 7 p.m., the children were reported missing by Christopher's adoptive father, John Byers. An initial search was done that night, but it was limited, and it wasn't until the next morning when a thorough police search commenced. 
Most of West Memphis was covered with a focus on Robin Hood Hills, the area where the boys were last seen. By the afternoon, a young officer spotted a black shoe near a creek. The area was searched further, and that's when they found the lifeless bodies of the three boys. They'd been stripped naked and hogtied using their own shoelaces. Their clothes were later found twisted on branches that had been put in the creek in an effort to help keep them out of sight. The children suffered multiple beatings and stabbings, and Christopher's sexual organs were mutilated. After an autopsy, it was concluded Christopher died from multiple injuries, while Moore and Branch died from injuries but also drowning. Soon afterwards, police arrested three teens and accused them of the horrendous murders. There were 18-year-old Damian Eccles, 16-year-old Jason Baldwin, and Jesse Miss Kelly, who was 17. The boys were known around the neighborhood for being outcast because they kept to themselves always wore black and listened to heavy metal. Both Baldwin and Eccles had been arrested for shoplifting and vandalism in the past, while Miss Kelly was known for having a bad temper. Eccles and Miss Kelly were also dropouts, but Baldwin was a good student who earned high grades in school. Eccles was also diagnosed with a serious mental illness, including auditory and visual hallucinations, grandiose delusions, and incapacitating mood swings, among others. He even claimed to his psychologist that he gained superpowers by drinking human blood. While there was no direct evidence pointing to the three, plenty of circumstantial evidence linked them to the crime. This included witness testimony saying Eccles was heard admitting to the crimes. Moreover, the lack of solid alibis for all three was also a cause. Different knots were used in tying up all three victims, which signified there were three suspects instead of just one, and both Eccles and Miss Kelly also failed their polygraph tests. What's more is Miss Kelly actually confessed to the crime several times, from the initial confession which he retracted because he said he did it out of pressure and didn't understand his Miranda rights, to eventually confessing several more times, including to the prosecution's lawyer despite his counsel begging him not to. He also pointed to the fact he was drinking whiskey during the crime and threw the bottle over a bridge. He told his lawyers where to find it and sure enough, there it was. He continued to confess to the crime, saying he did it with Damien and Jason. Even while he was in prison, Miss Kelly repeatedly shared details about the murders to other prisoners. In fact, his cellmate was so disturbed by the thought that people were lobbying to release the three that he wrote prosecution to make sure they stayed in prison. These were just a few of the many circumstantial pieces of evidence presented against the three. All of them were charged and sentenced in separate trials. Damian Nichols was given the death penalty for being the ringleader, while Jason was sentenced to life in prison. Ms. Kelly himself received life in prison plus 40 years. However, the case, the trial, and eventual convictions were heavily criticized by supporters of the three teens. They argued that police bungled up the arrest and picked the boys because they were outcasts and had been in trouble with the law before. The small police force in the town was scrutinized for mishandling the crime scene itself, including calling the coroner after the bodies had been removed from the water and were left exposed to the elements. They also refused help from the Arkansas State Police, and some officers had biases against the three, particularly Nichols, 
who was already known to them because he had been in and out of juvenile detention. Other than Miss Kelly's confessions, the trio asserted their innocence from the very beginning. By 2009, Damien Eccles' lawyer filed for retrial for his immediate release citing DNA evidence showed another suspect was responsible. It was Terry Hobbs, who was Steve Branch's stepfather. Although this request was denied, it was appealed to the Arkansas Supreme Court and oral arguments began by 2010. Sides both for and against the three were heard. Several weeks of negotiations happened and in August of 2011, the three were offered a plea deal known as the Alford Plea. This is a legal mechanism where the accused can plead guilty while also asserting their innocence. Basically, the defendants or accused accept that the prosecutors have sufficient cause to secure a conviction. After all three accepted the deal, they were sentenced to the time they served, which was 18 years and 78 days. Although those who believed they were guilty were unhappy with this, it has been put into law, and so the men were freed. Today, supporters and detractors are still divided in the case. All the West Memphis Three, who are now adults, are all living their own lives. And whether you believe they're guilty or not, the killer is still roaming free. Number 2. Fort George, the Citadel Lush, green, and beautiful, the Halifax Citadel, also known as Fort George, is stunning during the daytime. But what hides behind that lush exterior is a creepy and haunted past. The star-shaped fort was first created in 1749, then later reconstructed several times until it reached its current state in 1856. The location itself has been home to four different forts constructed on that land. Even though the fort never saw combat, it was a highly strategic area which helped protect the Royal Navy Dockyard along with the Halifax Fort. It's widely considered as one of the most haunted places in Canada. Fort George's Citadel supposedly houses hundreds of ghosts that have piled on over its 300 plus years of existence. Those who have explored the fort report of ghostly apparitions and the stories of those who have experienced them are quite chilling. One story that is repeated is that of a little girl who closely follows behind tour groups. She is said to hang around the back of the group as if wanting to join but is too shy. For some tour participants, there have even been instances when the girl actually tries to hold their hands and walk with them. Another sighting is that of a soldier who has been seen several times walking into one of the rooms in the old prison space, but then suddenly disappears. A guard of the Citadel also once reported seeing a man on security cameras and tried to find out where he was, but never did, as if he vanished into thin air. Other ghosts seen in the area include a woman, another man who wears a red cloak, and then an older lady that likes to show herself in the mirror. Those who have visited the site report an intense feeling of being watched while exploring the grounds. On occasion, disembodied voices have been heard, including various bangs and knocks sending people running out of fear. Today, ghost tours are offered for those who want to experience the Citadel in a whole new way. The ghost stories at this fort have been around for many years, and it doesn't seem like they'll be stopping anytime soon. So there were two of the most violent and ghostly stories around. 
The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted 2s is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel. We have many new scary mysteries coming out every single week that we're sure you'll enjoy. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next week.